0: morning, everyone. Welcome to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Barbara Gerald. I'm the minister here. Uh, this is a congregation in which we intentionally endeavor to embrace that broad spectrum of life and diversity that is humankind. We come seeking to grow in character, to walk upright, and in integrity, with a reverence for life, and compassion for our fellows. Whoever you are, whatever your age, race, origin, orientation, ability, economic status, background, gender, identity, or history, we welcome you here, and we're glad that you've decided to spend this morning with us. We strive to honor and treat respectfully those with differing views and paths. This is our challenge, and this is our covenant. Visitors are welcome at any and all of our events. They're listed in your orders of service and with contact numbers if you would like more information about any of those things. Um, let's see. If you would like... More information about our church or contact with anybody from the church. There are blue cards in front of you in the pews that you can fill out and say that you'd like to receive the newsletter or um, have a call from someone from the office or uh, make an appointment. Um, other than that, it's nice if you sign our visitor's book just so we have a record of your visit. It's out in the foyer along with an individual who will be glad to answer questions or point you wherever you might need to go. Um, I wanna thank the folks that helped with the Highland Blessing Dinner this past week. Could we get those who participated to uh, raise a hand or? And there were a lot more, thank you. This is one of our ministries to the community we share with other churches and serving people a a free meal every month. Um, I want to remind you, look in your orders of service. There's a insert that says next Saturday is the work day. Please put that on your calendars. Um, I want to thank everyone that helped with the garage sale that was this weekend. I understand that we made a significant bit of money, but I will let the people who were responsible for that announce it at some other time. Um, Next Sunday following church, there's a newcomer information session, so we do those once a month. But if you've been waiting for a little bit more in-depth information about the church, if you can come next uh, Sunday and stay after church for that, that would be great. Also, today at 3 o'clock, there's the Holocaust Remembrance Service. They do this annually, and this year it's at Haynes Avenue Baptist Church on Haines Avenue, uh, and I guess that's Broadmoor Terrace. It's between Dixie Garden and Southfield on Haynes Avenue, and it's at 3 o'clock. Um, I think that's about it. If you would please... At this time, turn off our silence. Oh, Melissa, would you like to give us any kind of an idea? This is the person that hosted the garage sale.
1: Hi, um, right now we're at collected $810.50. And there are at least another uh, $50 coming in. I set aside a few of the nicer items, and I'm trying to sell them online. So hopefully we can maybe hit 1,000. So uh, if you're looking for something, I still have some things. So lots of artwork and stuff. But we hit over $800 uh, just on Friday and Saturday alone. And um, there was a lot of people who were very helpful. So thank you very much. Thank you. Woo-hoo.
0: Now, if you would, please turn off or silence your cell phones and electronic devices.
2: We are called to worship. We are called to worship and to work and to commemorate life's passages, both joyous and sorrowful. And we are called to do all of this in covenant with one another, We are historically a people of covenants, united not by creed or doctrine, but by a sacred agreement to walk together, to work together, to worship together in search of our common ground with respect for our differences and embracing the spirit as each of us understands it. Our covenant is expressed in seven principles It's great to know all of them, and for a while we were working a little each week on memorizing them, but even if you don't learn all seven right away, it's especially important to know the first one, we covenant to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person, and the seventh, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. I love the, pe- the enthusiastic people helping others to clap on two and four. Thank you so much. I saw something on Facebook that said, Friends, don't let friends clap on one and three. <laughs> well, our second through fifth graders are busy this morning, they're going to come back and um, we're going to play a game together. This is a participatory service. And um, they're going to pass out something to you. Eric, do you want to? This is Eric first, by the way, who's been their teacher, this pillar, who helped them with, with this wonderful thing. <laughs> Will you join me in the spirit of prayer? Spirit and source of all life co-creative partner and weaver of the web, we are grateful for this time to be still in the powerful and loving presence of this community where you abide in us and all around us. We pray for the strength and the loving spirit to use our power for the greater good We acknowledge and learn from those times that we fall short of our highest selves. And we ask for the wisdom not to dwell on our mistakes, but simply to weave them into the tapestry of our lives as holy imperfections, the spaces that let in the light of the Spirit as we continue moving forward. Blessed to be walking this path. Blessed to be building this bridge blessed by, and a blessing to, this beloved community. May we walk in gratitude for these blessings and carry them forth into a world in need of more bridges. We carry our gratitude, our questions, and our hope into the silence. So this is a very special story. And we're going to need some help. There's a character in the story who's a dog. And the dog barks pretty relentlessly. So can you guys all bark like dogs?
1: Once there was a king who cared for nobody but himself. He had grown rich from the high taxes. He forced his people to pay while they became poorer and poorer. He wore the finest clothes, and they dressed in rags. He lived in a gorgeous palace. They lived in tiny straw huts. His table was always heaped with delicious food. They had only one small meal a day, and often not even that. The heartless king did not care, as long as he had what he wanted. One day a hunter came to the place, hoping to teach the king a lesson. He brought with him an enormous dog. Now, the king was a hunter himself, and he had never seen such an enormous dog. So he welcomed the hunter and the dog to his palace. Soon, however, the king discovered that this was no ordinary dog. Its bark was like the roar of thunder. <laughs> Every time the dog barked, the walls of the palace shook like thunder and the dog barked all the time. Finally, (laughs) the king sent for the hunter and asked, Why does the dog bark so much? The dog is hungry, said the hunter. So the king ordered plate after plate of red raw meat for the dog, and he ate every bit. Yet as the servants scurried back and forth with the plates of food, the dog continued to bark each time he finished off a plate. (laughs) Finally, the king felt he had no choice but to order the hunter and his dog to leave the kingdom. But the hunter said, We cannot go, your majesty. We've been sent by one more powerful than you, and we are here to stay. This scared the king. He wasn't accustomed to disobedience. Then how do we stop the barking, he asked. And the dog continued, The dog will bark as long as your people are going hungry, said the hunter. Now the king was angry. He's never even thought that a king should have to care for anyone but himself, and he sent for his wise men and women to figure out what to do. The wise men and women talked for some time and could think of only two ways to stop the dog from barking. Either the dog would have to be killed or the people would have to be fed. They remembered how the hunter had said that one more powerful had sent them, so no one wanted to risk killing the dog. So it was decided that no one in the kingdom should ever go hungry again. The wise men and women returned to the king with their answer. The king began to shout orders to the servants. He had to shout because the servants could barely hear him over the dogs barking, Pile the carts high with rice from the royal storeroom, said the king. Take the meat from my cupboards and the fruits and vegetables from my gardens. Load it all on carts and take it out into the towns and villages until every last man, woman, and child is fed. The servants made such a loud and cheerful noise that they almost drowned out the dogs barking right then. You bark and they say yay. All right. Soon a long line of carts piled high with food was headed out into the countryside. At last, the day came when the dogs stopped barking and quietly lay down beside the king's chair. The people were well fed and content, and the peace and relief for the king was wonderful. The king, the wise men, and women, and the servants were all happier knowing what they had done. The heartless king had finally learned to care. (laughs)
2: So I want to talk to you a little bit about some ways that we as a congregation and as a faith community around the world strive to build connections between us and to nurture that web that sustains us all so that we continue to have a planet to occupy and so that we help our fellow human beings to live the best lives that they can. So we truly do create the beloved community here within the church and beyond these walls. But first, I want you to play one more game with me, which is Slightly different version of the card game that the kids have played in their classes called the safe day game and Richard Denton made me a great set of cards for that game, which I was not able to replicate here, but I did the next best thing. And the cards you'll see on the back of your um, bingo sheet, I hope you held on to that, that there's a picture. And when I think of the safe day game, I can't think off the top of my head of the writer who said something like, praise God for the gift of an ordinary day. We take those days for granted sometimes. We wake up, water comes out of the tap, the plumbing works, we don't have to go outside for that. We drive to school or to work and the car or the bus works usually. We have school and work if we're lucky. We might get bored deciding what to cook for dinner and where to go eat out and take for granted that we have those choices. And that's not even getting into when we have doctor's appointments and go to the grocery store and ordinary things, an ordinary day. In so much of the world, a day isn't remotely like that. So if you look at the the other side of the paper from your bingo game, you'll notice that you either have a safe card or a terror card. And in the classroom version of the game, the kids draw cards until the first person has enough safe cards to match their terror cards. But when they draw a terror card, they have to miss their next turn, which makes it harder to get the good cards they need. Life is like that for a lot of people around the world. Acts of terror or natural disasters can disrupt their lives and make it difficult for them to get all they need. For our purposes here, I'd like you to form a little community of eight with the people right around you. Don't ask each other what you have. You don't have to travel far this time. Just kind of clump together with seven other people right around you. Some of you may have to move a little to get that many, but don't ask, what do you have? What do you have? Don't do that. Just just find the people and get with them. <laughs> Oh, the nation of choir over here, I see it. Yeah <laughs> It's the state of anarchy over there. So has everybody found your little nation, your little community? So how are you doing? how's the balance? What do you have there? So, do your safe cards balance out your terror cards? That's the first thing. What do you have more of? You have more terror? Has got more terror than they have safe cards. This nation back here. Anybody else have more? Who's doing really well? Who kind of lucked out? This group? You're shifted? <laughs> okay. Your luck shifted for the better or for worse? So has anybody, for instance, got maybe medicine but no disease? Like an excess of medicine? And does somebody else have like lots of disease or a a horrible flood? So what could the people... (sighs) Did you go and take somebody's food? (laughs) <laughs> All right, if you can if you can just listen for a minute, I'm glad you're into it. That's wonderful so so who's somebody over here said you have an excess of terror and not as much safety? So has somebody got maybe extra food and medicine that they maybe could could share with these people? (laughs) Oh, you have bombs? Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's very bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you've had a bomb, then obviously you were going to need a lot more medicine, a lot more, a lot more help of that kind of variety. So, So if we had a lot of time to play this game today, we would kind of switch people around, have people maybe go and help out help out another nation. Well, guess what? The Unitarian Universalist Association has a way to do that for people all around the world. We have something called um, the Unitarian Universalist Service Committee. And um, they have a thing that they call guest at your table. And what you do is We often do this around Thanksgiving, but we also, in this congregation, a lot of times do it with this, with this intergenerational, because it's the theme of peace and social justice. You take this little box home, and you put it on your dinner table, and you can put your spare change in it, or, what they like for you to think about is putting the cost of a meal in there. Like each time that you have a meal, put the cost of that meal. What did you eat? Where did you eat? And think about putting that that discipline of putting that cost of that meal into the box. But even if you just put your spare change in there, and even if, One of those people that change drives you crazy and you don't want to deal with it. They have these handy envelopes that you can you can write a check. They take those too. They're fine with that. We'll probably at some point, we'll collect the boxes on Affirmation Sunday on June the 2nd. And um, at some point, uh, some of the kids and I, whoever wants to go, we'll probably go to Coinstar and dump them all in and see what we come up with. Um, because we try to live by those words, service is our prayer. We do that locally by partnering with other groups to work at the Highland Dinner, to work for change with organizations like Interfaith and Planned Parenthood. And we do that throughout the world with the service committee. And right now, this year, they are working here in the United States on the rights of restaurant workers. I don't know that anybody's really brought the focus on that group of people to the extent that they have this year that's really coming to the fore. Um, they're also working still in Haiti, with the earthquake recovery, there is still a lot to do there. And they're doing some wonderful work with trauma recovery of all kinds, not only with survivors of natural disasters, but with torture victims, people that have survived torture. They've got this, these two women have devised this wonderful program of trauma recovery, and they're teaching it to other people. So there's a lot of good things going on. There are these pamphlets in the foyer that you can pick up, Stories of Hope, that'll tell you more about it. But if you will, just as I said, take this home, and I'm going to ask the um, little pre-KK ones to come up here again and get these baskets, and they're going to go to the back of the church. And when the music is over, when we're done, they will be back there, and you can get a box from them.